0: Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to listen to A Fine Time for Healing. I am your show host, Randy Fine. To today, direct from Ireland, we have Paul William Davis. Paul developed the executive code methodology, and his expertise is in putting individuals on their true life purpose using his intuitive gifts and the methodology that he has developed over many years of working with business owners, executives, and celebrities around the world. With his own personal pursuit for purpose and meaning, along with a desire to substantiate his knowings for clients and to break through his own limitations and those of his clients in terms of confidence, imposter syndrome, fears, suicide ideation, beliefs, and all the stuff that holds us back from flourishing in all aspects of our life. Uh, he developed the executive code um, to help his clients not only discover their life purpose, but also to progress further personally, spiritually, emotionally, and business-wise. Good morning, Paul, and welcome to A Fine Time for Healing.
1: Good morning, Randy, and it's absolutely brilliant to be here. Thank you so much for to be on your show.
0: Oh, you are so very welcome. I'm honored to have you. So, Paul, um, I know that you started off from a very young age with seeing images and getting knowings and picking up um, information for people. So can you just tell us a little bit about your background and how all this began?
1: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So as it turns out, I was born the, the seventh son. And in Irish folklore, um, there's a lot that's attached to the seventh son as being gifted in in, in some way. And it's primarily being gifted in a healing way. Um, but it wasn't until later on in my life that I actually realized and found out that I was actually born the seventh son of a seventh of a seventh. So um, it goes through three, three generations. Um, and as so as, as a young kid growing up, knowing, uh, as my parents knew the folklore in ireland around healing and there, there, there is a test that that people do in order to see whether you have the gift or not um what i ended up doing was doing a lot of healing sessions for people that would come to the house and they would come to the house with in, in, all different things whether it be cancer rheumatism you name it a whole range of different um ailments or or illnesses and i would um do a healing session with them and um but again my my mother at the time would say well because pe- people want to um give money or give a gift as a result of the, receiving the healing um but my mum was adamant said no no it's, it's it's a gift from god so there there's no compensation that can be allowed from that perspective so when it came to being a teenager i kind of saw what a little bit rebelled and said no look th- th- this isn't for me I, I don't want to be continuing to do this um and then as, as I was growing up as, as a teenager and going through college and developing my career, um, in some respects, I, kind of, I knew I was different from the healing perspective, but I just assumed what I could do for other people that everybody else could do the same. So the kind of imagery or the insights or the knowings that I get for other people that I'm working with, I just assumed that everybody else could do the same. And it wasn't really until much, much later in my life that I actually realised, oh, okay, no, that, that's not really the case. And how I used to use it going through my career was I would help the business owners that I was working with or within the business with, and I, I would get to a very, very high level within the business. So I'd get to either C-suite level or board level and um, very, very quickly, no matter what company I moved into. And then I'd, I'd know the direction of what the business should go on based on um, the, the, the business owners that, that I was actually working with at the time. Now, I also trained as an accountant and became a business consultant. So I have the logical side of me as well as the intuitive side. So I, I wouldn't say to clients where I get the insights or where I get the knowings. Or in some respects, I wouldn't really tell them up front because they'd be kind of saying, you know, who is this accountant? Tell them all different stuff. And it, the people that I did share information with, in some respects, they, they'd turn around and say, ah, Paul, you're just making that up. Um, it, it just doesn't make sense. But if they did implement what I had been guiding them to do, um, they're the ones that actually reached, reached huge amounts of success. So that's where I've I've a one hundred percent track record of turning every company that around that that are always making that the companies that were making financial losses. Um, so then I developed my own company in, in two thousand and one uh, as a business consultant. Um, but all along, what I was doing was again it's part of the logical part of me. And wanting a process, wanting a methodology in order to, you know, understand my knowings and the insights and, and, and so on that I was getting for clients. But equally, I wanted the evidence for clients as well so that they could see it. And therefore they could not as such, um, let me put it they, straight, they, they could connect with it an awful lot easier as opposed to feeling in some respects, well, Paul, you're just making it up. So what I've been doing over the many years is actually develop a methodology that can find the evidence in a person's life. And when I'm working with a client, I'm guiding them in order to find that evidence. And I do that through through questions. And when I know that they've got the connection and the evidence and it's in line or close to the imagery and the knowing, so that I I, I get for a client, now I know that they're at the right point. (laughs) Um, So now what what I've been doing over, over recent years is more, Instead of going out as, as a business consultant or as an accountant, I now literally go out and say, look, this is who I am. This is absolutely who I am. So if you want to engage with somebody that that's, comes from an intuitive perspective, as well as that logical you know, business growth side of things, that's absolutely perfect. Let, let, let's work together because um, now then I can be fully, truly authentic to myself and use all my gifts as well as my um, my knowledge and my wisdom when it comes to business growth. Um, So that's literally how how have I arrived at at this point.
0: That's so, so very interesting. Um, I know some people really get like uncomfortable when they know that you're an intuitive and, um, you know, they're like, no, this is weird stuff. (laughs) But I like I like that you were creative enough to be able to design it. Um, in a way where they were giving you information and, you know, you were still using your gift, but they really weren't knowing it. Um, how long does it take you once you meet with a business owner before you really get the, the, the wheel turning in that business and, and make the changes? Does it happen pretty quickly?
1: Um, it's different for each, each individual. So if if, if if you're asking me the question in terms of how quickly can I get somebody to discover what their true life purpose is, I, I do that in a half day session. That's that's how quickly I can get it. And I've had so many clients come to me and their normal response at the end of it is saying, oh my God, I've, I've gone to so many coaches, mentors, I've gone on so many different training programs and I've researched so many for so many years and nobody has been able to give me the information that you've just given me in, in space of a half a day. So when it comes to discovering your life purpose, that, that's how quickly I, I, I do it with, with clients. When it comes to turning a company around or developing a company, that, that's over a period of time. Um, so if it's a turnaround situation in a company, my average is six months. That, that's my average. So companies that were making significant losses, um, on average, I would have turned them around into a profitable situation within six months. And then we work on growing and scaling the businesses. Um, so it just really depends on what's needed for for the individual but also for the business as well
0: yeah it's interesting how you've been able to combine <clears throat> you know that gift with your um, education and uh, experience and yeah. create this because this is this is so needed what if you meet with somebody and um, they're in a business and you realize you you see that it's really not their life purpose and they should be doing something else is that hard to tell people
1: no that happens and so it's it's funny because um two different things happen to be honest with you randy one is um you get the people that absolutely embrace it they see it and they kind of say oh my god that's absolutely exactly what i want to be doing and it fits so in line with with who i am so therefore they embrace it and and they go forward with it and unfortunately there's others that it's either too scary for them or there's too many things that, so for example, I'll give you an example of one, which he, he still is a senior partner in a top four um, accounting firm. Now, it's a global accounting firm, so it's a top four accounting firm. Um, so the, the, the handcuffs, for one bad word, for him within the company is, is huge. Meaning the amount of remuneration package that he's on, in his mind, it's too much of a risk for him to pursue what his true purpose is on the other hand i've another client um, and actually quite often refer to this one because it's actually it's a 180 degree turn around relation to what what she did so she her original um, company was an accounting practice and um, when we went through the process it was literally a 180 degree turn in relation to what she used to do and she has absolutely fully embrace that and she's now developing or has developed an online boutique for women but it's actually the the meaning and the intention and the purpose behind that because it's not just a boutique it's actually working with women from a confidence and a self-worth perspective so she has programs and workshops and all the kinds of things um specifically targeted at women in order the, the clothing is one part of it but it's It's also what she does in relation to building a woman's self-confidence and self-belief and self-worth. So um, that's a 180 degree. So she completely embraced it. And I'm not joking, within a number of months when she started to work on it, things started to, to come into place for her. And also, I would directly get a text or, you know, if you were chatting over the phone, she'd say, Paul, I absolutely love what I'm doing. (laughs) <laughs> and she cannot get over the the differences made, and even this week I got a text from her, literally saying that you know she's she's telling me a number of different things that literally just landed on her on her doorstep, without her having to do. It. She made one phone call, and all of a sudden now three or four different opportunities have shown up for her, and that's what it means when somebody's on their true life purpose because you may have come across uh, you know uh, uh, you're you're absolutely right, Randy, what you said earlier on. Some people are skeptical because they they see. Other things online, or they've come across other people from, and they would consider it a bit, bit woo woo. Um, whereas, because I bring the logical side of things, it makes absolute sense to people. So, where people may have come across the term of you know being in flow, um, and how you manifest more easily and your life becomes more effortless, you do that when you're on your true life purpose and when you're in equilibrium. That's what starts to happen. So, opportunities start to show up a awful lot more easily because ultimately. The universe is trying to get you to do what you're meant to do, what your sole purpose is. And it absolutely wants to help you in order to achieve that purpose, because it's the difference that your purpose is to make.
0: When we're in our purpose, is does that mean we're going to be successful in it? Is that a guarantee?
1: It's, it's only a guarantee if you're in equilibrium. So let me explain that. So you can be working on your purpose. And I use the term your genius pendulum. So if you, you can visualize a pendulum. And when that pendulum is in equilibrium, well, then it's completely aligned with your true self, your true essence, the universe. So that's when your pendulum is in equilibrium. However, when it's out of equilibrium, so when what, what drives it out of equilibrium is when you become either too cocky, too proud, too humble. Um, there's a whole load of reasons as regards why that pendulum will come out of equilibrium. But now what's happening, so let me give you an example. When you go into judgment, or when you go into comparison, meaning comparative thinking, or you're judging others, or you're judging yourself, you're now not truly being your true authentic self. You're not being in equilibrium. And that genius pendulum has now gone out of equilibrium. So the universe will absolutely contrive in order to force you back into equilibrium. In some cases, it happens instantly. In other cases, it can take a little bit of period of time but when so to answer your question can you is it guaranteed that you will achieve your success if you're living your purpose only if you're living your purpose fully if you're in equilibrium and you're taking the actions in to follow what it is that you're to do in relation to your purpose you could have a person that's working on their purpose but they're not taking any action so there's no way they're going to reach success it's not a case of you know there's A lot has been said online and in books and movies and all kinds of things. And people have this perception that you sit on the couch and you visualize what it is that you want. And then all of a sudden it happens. That does not work. That's just absolute does not work. Action needs to take place, but it's the correct action. And when you're in equilibrium, well then you are completely aligned in order to know what the action is that you're to take. And that's when you can achieve. So where I say, You know, the 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 knowing your true life purpose is the absolute single most powerful way for you to reach your full potential and to achieve the success and the fulfillment that you want. But you've got to be taking action as well. But the action is in line with what you're being guided to do. Mm.
0: It's fascinating So, do. People continue to work with you to stay in this equilibrium.
1: Some do and some don't. So some people will come to me and they'll want to discover what their life purpose is. And because perhaps maybe that they've built a business before. So, for example, I I have one client this week and he's already built his business. He's in the process of selling it, but he wants to know what his life purpose is. So he's got the financial whereabouts in order to invest in another business or another direction that he can go on. So he he's quite happy from that perspective. Will he continue on working with me? I don't know as of yet, to be honest with you. I've got other clients that will come. They will want to know what their life purpose is. And they say, okay, now I have the, all the information that I need, now I just need to pursue it. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they kind of know how to do it. But there's other other areas whereby they will be triggered. So there will be events that will trigger them and therefore that will kick them out of equilibrium. And they're aware of it, that, that, that's one side. There's other clients whereby I work with them on a one-to-one basis. Um, and we're working constantly on development and growing their business, making sure they're on the right track And I'm also using my intuitive side to make sure they stay on the right track, or I will guide them as what direction. So if they've got a, you know, a lot of people come through in terms of, you know, they're they're at a crossroads or they've got a decision to make. And they run that past me to say, look, Paul, what, 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 what do you feel? And we'll, we work on actually making a decision. So some people work with me from, from that perspective as an ongoing wise. And then there's other clients that may not have the financial resources, in order to work with me on an on an ongoing basis from one-to-one from that perspective so what i've done over um last year is to develop a community where now i can bring people together and we meet on a weekly basis and i'm actually teaching the people within the community in order to how you actually live in equilibrium so that's about dissolving emotional triggers it's about dissolving shame and guilt what is which is what we're working on next month right now at the moment this month we're actually working on developing each individual's intuition and we've already seen a massive amount of results even just by that teaching um, of people now really understanding and connecting with those inspired thoughts and get more and more intuitive and inspired thoughts because let me put it this way every single person is intuitive everybody so think of it from the perspective of everybody can say well you know have you ever had a good feeling and every single individual that I've come across will say, yeah, no, I've always had I've, I've had that good feeling in certain circumstances. And sometimes they've gone with that good feeling. Other times they've gone against it. But people will always refer to, yeah, no, I've had that good feeling. That's your intuitive side. So all we got to do is it's a bit like a muscle. We've got to develop that muscle. And the more you develop it, well, then the more you can be followed by your unconscious and be followed by your intuitive side. And therefore, it's closer or more easier to stay within your equilibrium point. So that so in in terms of the community, that's how I work with people and teach them all different strategies in order to maintain an equilibrium.
0: So, you know, what I've learned is, you know, sometimes it's hard to know if it's your thought or if it's your intuition. And so what I've learned is that uh, for me, it comes in the form of a thought and if something just comes in and I'm not thinking about it I'm like okay so this is um this is my intuitive side or this is me downloading information and so I think if people practice and they just pay attention to the difference between what a thought feels like and what something that just comes in out of nowhere (laughs) feels like and it's not going to be some big you know with light you know with light coming down from the sky it's not going to be like that is it Paul it's just kind of like now, you know, this is different from my thought. And so yeah. this is what's coming in, right? Yeah.
1: And the more you develop that muscle, and there's a lot of ways of, of how you can develop it to become more, more fine-tuned. So therefore now you can, um, it's, it's like, um, how would I say? It, it, it's, it's like having a constant telephone line. And you can be connected all the time in everything that you do. Mm-hmm. so yeah in some in some occasions it, it, it does it's not this big huge you know flashing colors come from the from the sky or anything it's not like that whatsoever it, it can seem like a random thought mm-hmm. but the more you develop it the more you're able to fine-tune and get more information from mm-hmm. the inspired thought okay so what happens for a lot of people is that they 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 receive the information and what i'm talking about you know other details attaching to the intuitive side you can you can get a time frame on it. You can get you know a level of urgency as regards whether you, yeah. you need to do it now or or, or defer it and so on. Okay. So there's a few there's it's think of it being it's, it's like a a photon of, of knowledge that's been given to you. Okay. And the more attuned you come to it, there's more information you can literally get from that photon of knowledge.
0: Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I use my intuition in my i'm a narcissistic abuse expert and coach and um i use uh, information uh intuition and downloads um often when i'm working with clients yeah. because, uh, and and it gives you very accurate information but it just comes through me i don't really even i'm not even trying it's just like there all of a sudden i'm talking and i'm like what am i saying <laughs> you know that kind of thing um so I you know I've, I've actually had two clients this week who have said I'm really not doing what I want to be doing, you know. I ask people are you happy in what you're doing? Mm. Now it's just bringing in an income but I really am not and um I think there's a lot of people out there that really are just they're doing things because it's paying the bills. They're not really aligning with their true self.
1: Yeah, absolutely yeah and Um, here's the thing what what happens for a lot of people and and, you know you would have heard about the great resignation and that is that stimulus for people to say actually do what is really what I'm doing is what I really want to be doing so they've had over the last two two years they've had that time to reflect and go inward and say actually do do I really want to be doing this for the rest of my life and unfortunately for a lot of people is that they'll go online or they'll go and read books or different things and and they say okay so how do you find your life purpose or how do you find your passion is a, is a common one and i'm sorry to say but all the information is wrong mm. all of it so when people say well you got to find your passion um and tr- if you discover your passion well then you turn that into your purpose and turn that into your business or turn it into to what it is that you're to do but it's absolutely not what your purpose is If you really were to do the research, you'll find that the origin of passion is to suffer. So think of it from the point of view of, now I I was raised a Christian, so think of it from the point of view of the the passion of Christ. The passion of Christ was the crucifixion. So when people try and find what they're passionate about is, you know, there's a lot of things I'm passionate about, if you want to use that as a term, but it's not not the correct original term or or meaning of, of, of passion. So I, I like everything to do with, you know, flying experiences. I've, I've flown different aircraft. I've jumped out of aircraft. I've, I'm currently planning to do a wing walk on, on a on a biplane. There's, there's so many different types of aircraft that I've flown and flown in. Um, it's a passion of mine, but it's not, it has absolutely nothing whatsoever got to do with my purpose. The, the other thing is that you know, people say, well, find your why. And if you find your why, well, then that will give you meaning. It will give you purpose but what people try and do is they try and work out their why consciously and they're also trying to work out their why based on what they're currently doing so if you were to take on Viktor Frankl and Viktor Frankl which he wrote a book Man's Search for Meaning and Viktor Frankl survived the concentration camp and what he said was you know the meaning you give something is meaning so if somebody is trying to find out their why based on what, something that they're currently doing, which they may not be doing the right thing in the first place, they're trying to work it out from a conscious perspective. But your true, absolute true why comes from your unconscious, not from your conscious mind. So that's where, where a lot of people come to me and say, well, I, I think I know what my why is. It's always 100% incorrect because they've worked it on something that they were currently doing and they've tried to work it out consciously. And people would have come across again, you know, something else, you know, it's 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 a Japanese concept called Ikigai. And, you know, if, if people remember, it's 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 a bit like a lot of circles overlapping with each other. And the central circle is, is your purpose. And that's what's going to give you your, your 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 passion, life, your mission, life, your your vocation. There's a lot of different circles attaching to it. But there's one circle that always, always, always stumbles people. And that's mission. Because nobody, everybody's trying to find out what their purpose is, is actually still asking that question, what am I to do?
0: Mm.
1: So th- there's four elements when it comes to your life purpose. So th- th- one of the elements is your genius drivers, what I call your genius drivers. And they are the elements. Again, each each one of these elements are, are from your unconscious. Your genius drivers is what's going to give you joy, fulfillment. It's, it's what gives you that zest for life, that mojo for life. And that's your genius drivers. Then there's your genius role. And what I've identified over the many years of working with clients is there are 10 different genius roles and a, an individual will play one of those genius roles throughout their whole life. And again, it's operating on an unconscious level. So they don't have to develop any skills. At it. They don't have to go to education for it. It's it's it's, it's a role that they naturally play out. Mm-hmm. But your genius role is how you are to do your purpose. It's how you are to deliver on your mission which leads me to the next one, which is your genius quest. Your genius quest is your what. That's what you are to do. That's your mission. And then your genius inspiration is your true why. So when you take those four elements together, and those four elements are always interlinked, so that the genius role is always best suited. Out of all the 10 roles, it's always the one for that individual that's best suited to fulfill the genius quest, their mission. And their genius drivers are also interlinked with what their mission is so those four elements is your true absolute your true unique life purpose and it's it's fingerprint specific and i was talking to somebody else there um, last week and he said paul I, i love the term fingerprint specific but what about soul print specific and that's exactly what it is because it's your unconscious blueprint It's what you were designed to do so it's completely and utterly unique to every single individual and that's what your true unique life purpose is.
0: What are the, um, what are the genius roles? The different genius
1: well, roles? Yeah, there, there, there's 10 genius roles that I've identified. One individual, an individual will play one of those roles. So let me, let me explain one of them, maybe to, to, to give you an idea of, of how it operates. Um. so what, one of the roles that I call it, I call it the parent and um, because it's absolutely so encapsulates what this individual is to do. So the inner desire for the parents is to have everybody working together as a family. So think of it as a parent and come in, into the, into the family home. So think of the inner desire for the parents is to have everybody working together as a family, but extend a little bit further as a family, as a unit or as a community. So their whole desire is to get everybody working together. Their shadow side, however, because every single role has a shadow side and it also has a frustration point. And it's the shadow side and the frustration point that causes self-sabotage. So the shadow side of the parent is having everybody else's desires met first
0: Mm. ahead
1: of themselves, which then results in low self-care. So again, think of the parent. When the parent is, is dishing out the meal at the table, and they want to have the kids around the table, the parent that's dishing out the meal at the table will typically give the best food to everybody else before themselves. They're always the last one to sit at the table. And they'll always ask the question, have you got enough there? Have you got everything there? Before they actually sit down and, and start to enjoy their own meal. That's the parent. The frustration point is when parts or individuals are not working together. Or the term I like to say to refer to it as when they're not coming to the table so again think about the parent and if if the kid isn't coming to the table because you know the, the the meal is on the table but they're off playing xbox or doing whatever it is that they're doing and the next reaction for the parent is to give them a shout and say you know would you ever get to the table your your meals on the table it's getting cold so that's how it plays out in the home that's why i use that parent as a, a descriptor for this particular archetype but when you extend that out into business or your career or life in general. When you know what your inner desire is, and you know your shadow side your frustration point, now you know how to best use that role. And that's just one example out of all the 10 roles.
0: Oh, okay, interesting. You know, I believe that, you know, we all come here with lessons we have to learn, things we have to grow from, and so, is everyone capable of being financially successful or are some people here and really um, the lesson that they're learning is maybe not about that. So what is your opinion on that?
1: I believe any individual can be okay. financially successful, but they have to have a true desire for it. Because let me put this way. There's a lot of people that say, well, look, I want to be financially free or I want to be wealthy. Then when you start to look at the actions of what they do, then they start to, you can see and observe. And if you ask them, okay, look, give me the budget that you've had for the past month and let me see what you spent your money on. And what you'll see is that the vast majority of not all, or they've overspent has all been on consumables as opposed to investment building. Hmm. So where somebody says, and they're consciously say, I want to be financially free or I want to be wealthy. or I want to be successful. But when you start to look at the actions of what the individual is doing, well, the, the two of them are incongruent. So, in answer to your question, can somebody be successful? Absolutely, but it all depends on the actions that they take.
0: Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. So, you you have you been talking all along about what you call the executive code, or is that something more uh, specific than what we've actually talked about?
1: the finding your life purpose is part of the executive code
0: okay
1: so the executive code which is the methodology that I've developed the first part of that is actually find okay what is your true unique life purpose
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then it's about how do we maintain your genius pendulum in equilibrium so the executive code is all about how you can reach your full potential and so that that's the methodology so it's all it, it's all encompassing so so really what I want you to, to think about is that And the reason why I put the executive code as as a title is because there's a part of our brain which is called the executive center. And the executive center is in the prefrontal cortex. So if you can think about it from the perspective of the prefrontal cortex is located just behind your forehead. Now, most people aren't actually operating from the prefrontal cortex. They're operating from the amygdala part. Mm. Now, the amygdala part really wants self-gratification. So it will literally look for instant gratification as as much as it possibly can in terms of, you know, alcohol, sweets, food, um, you know, the whole range of how it can get instant gratification. That's what it wants. But the executive center, its purpose is about innovation, creativity, objectivity, planning. So when you're operating from your executive center and the most effective way to operate from your executive center is to be activating your genius drivers. Hence the reason why I use it called genius. So your genius drivers activate your executive center the most. And when you're operating from the executive center the most, now what you're doing is you're more objective, you're more planned, you're more innovative, you're more creative. The executive center, part of what I do with clients is get that aligned with your unconscious. And when you're aligned with the unconscious, now you're open to much more, a lot more information. So think about it, scientists have, have proven this, don't ask me how they've proven this, but but you'll find the research online. Scientists have proven that the conscious mind only processes 50 bits of information per second, whereas the unconscious processes 10 million bits per second. So would it not make more sense to be accessing your unconscious in order to gain that information to guide us forward? So when, when I'm working with people in the community to develop their intuition, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. and trying to get them connected with their unconscious. So now they can utilize that much more in order to know what it is that they're to do. And when your executive centers which connect with your unconscious, then what we want to do is we want to connect that to the superconscious. Because if you imagine if it's 50 million bits of information per second or 10 million bits of, of information per second with the unconscious, the, the superconscious is infinite. That's what we refer to as the universe. And that's infinite.
0: Is there a way to explain to us how um, we would connect those two things? Um, You know, is this, are we talking about, um, you know, reprogramming our brain or are we just talking, how do we go ahead, go about it and access particular parts of our brain um, consciously?
1: I, to access the executive center, it's by doing the activities that are in line with your genius drivers.
0: Okay.
1: It's okay. the primary primary way of doing it.
0: Okay. So it's so it's specific ways to do it. You do the activities, and then it begins to align, right? Exactly. What you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I I have had. Um, when i work with clients you know one of the things that i do is helping them um actualize their true self because because the nature of the abuse is that they've been deprived of a self of an individuality and um as adults they're really walking around just they don't even know what that is uh so i always help them to begin to actualize that and you know, what I find is um uh, like I had I had one client, this is really interesting. Um, this client was had gone into accounting because his parents never gave him any validation. As a matter of fact, all they ever did was criticize him his whole life. And he figured, all right, so I'll be successful, I'll go into accounting, I'll get good grades, I'll get a career that they will admire. And He went into this field um, and every office that he worked in, he failed at because he didn't fit in and he kept going from office to office, business to business to business. And he was feeling so down on himself because he just couldn't get it done. It, it, It was so incongruent with who he was. And so I said to him, what do you really want to do? You know, what do you love to do? You know? And he said, music is what I love. I want to do something with music, but I can't let go of this. Why not? Why can't you let go of it? I don't know. So we worked through it. Anyway, he let it all go. And he began teaching himself piano and began embracing music. And um, he went in that direction. And I'm not really sure exactly because he, he healed so completely that he's actually a mentor to other people. He's so great. But uh, that was a perfect example of people who do things for the, you know, get into careers or businesses for the wrong reason and maybe stay in them. But for him, it was so clear that he was being pushed out of this career. And I, you know, I had to be amused by that. Yeah.
1: I, I, use, the, I use the analogy of the feather, the brick in the truck. So think of the feather as being, you know, it's, it's like the light touch of a feather. It's really, really soft. It's gentle.
0: Yeah.
1: We, we, we get signals or nudges from the universe of what we should do. It could be a conversation with somebody. It could be watching a movie. It could be, you know, reading a book. And it's, it's like the light touch of a feather. And sometimes if, if we, sometimes we, we, we take that and we take action on it. But there's other times we ignore it. But if we ignore it, well, then the brick comes along. Because the universe wants us to fulfill our purpose. We, we, we have a contract, so we've got to fulfill our purpose. So if we're not listening to the universe, well, then the brick comes along. And in my first book, Evolve, I, I refer to the fact that I'm the brick. So when clients find me, I, I'm the brick. I'm a little bit more subtle than the than the feather. But the brick shows up in people's lives in terms of it could be a temporary illness. It could be a, a difficulty in, in a relationship or a marriage. It can be... Um, uh, financial setback that we can recover from but it's just it it, you know it's significant enough to get grab our attention but if we don't listen to the brick and we're still pursuing the wrong path that we're, we're, we're on well then the truck comes along now the truck shows up in our life in terms of it could be separation or divorce it could be an illness that we can possibly recover from but it's life altering or it's a it's a bankruptcy, it's a business failure, it's very very significant, and it really does stop us in our tracks. But we can actually get over it, but it is definitely life altering, <laughs> and our universe is literally constantly sending us messages.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, and I've seen that metaphor play out so many often times in terms of people not listening to the, to the bricks or not listening to and waiting for then the the, the the truck literally will will start its engine and it will start coming <laughs> or that's what happens for people
0: yeah i call it the two by four okay. <laughs> <laughs> i call it the two by four you know it's yeah, like perfect. you know it's like okay you know the universe has been telling you and telling you and telling you and you're just like nah nah i'm just yeah. gonna do it my way and then all of a sudden boom yeah you have no choice but to listen and yeah. um that's often when people come to me but I know, for, I know. For me, that was the impetus for my changing in my life. Was like, okay, there's no more choices here. You are down on your knees. You're about as low as you go, and you yeah. can't control anything. So you need to start listening. Um, but I, I get it. I get that brick analogy, and it, it, it is very true. It's very true. Um, I'm just looking at your notes here so if people want to work with you um, is it usually a one on one situation is it a um a workshop, or how do you usually do that
1: yeah it really depends on 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 the individual so for example i've, I've a lot of business owners, a lot of executives a lot of separatists that will once literally just purely from a confidentiality perspective to work with me on a one-to-one basis. Um, so the option is there on, as a one-to-one. The other option there is in relation to, I, I have a, a community. Um, I've First of all, I, I have a podcast that people wanted to find out more and that's called The Executive Code. Um, so people will listen to The Executive Code podcast to find out you know all the other information that, that I talk about. Um, and from there, if, if they want to join our community, it, it's a free community. It's, it's not on any social media channels. Uh, which people love because um, they don't get distracted with you know videos of cats or dogs or whatever it might be and so on and um, so within that community um, there, there, there's a paid version of it and then there's there's a free version and through the paid version that that's where i'm bringing people through it like a different theme each month as regards what we what we work on um, as i said like th- this month we're working on intuition next month we're going to be working on shame and guilt um, and and priest we were working on emotional triggers so I bring people through a curriculum of um, development and, and helping them to reach their full potential. Um, so within that, it, it's a much more cost-effective way of, of how people can can, um, can work with me, let's put that way. Mm. Um, okay. and, and the best way is if, if they go to my website, paulwilliamdavis.com, they'll be able to find all the links. and There's, there's other free resources available on the website as well.
0: Okay, great. Yeah, I mean, you actually answered the next question because I was going to say, "Are you affordable to the little guy?" <laughs> you know, yeah. um, big corporation. Yeah. So, so when you say um, you you work on something different every month, um, are you just doing that through articles? Are you doing that through interaction or videos? Or how do you actually do that each month with a different theme?
1: Yeah, brilliant. It, it, it's it's completely live. So within okay. the free community, I've I've a weekly mastermind meeting. Um, so people come to there. It's, it's a mastermind meeting, so therefore we're using the collective knowledge of the people that are at the meeting itself, along with myself, uh, being what I do in terms of helping people reach your full potential beyond their life purpose and also from a business growth perspective. So all the different types of questions that come up is, is, is phenomenal each week and that, that's, that's free to everybody within the community. And then wow. within, within the page lounge, I call it the executive lounge. Within the executive lounge, then that's where we work on um, a theme each month and we have a weekly live Zoom meeting whereby we all come together. And I'm, I'm teaching them. I'm answering questions. I'm seeing where they're at and making sure they're, they're, they're making progress. And, you know, my, my theme for, for all of 2022 is about results. So what I mean by that is that I, I want everybody in the community to, to get results for themselves as much as they possibly can. Um, so that's where it, there's a huge amount of interaction that we do live at, at, at those particular weekly meetings. Um, and sometimes there's worksheets, sometimes there's, I, I jump on another call, I call it the captain's chair. I, I use a lot of aviation terms, both in my website and within the community, just because of my, my love for aviation. Um, so I call it the captain's chair, and that's where we, we literally, I, I'll come online on Zoom, and they, anybody can ask any question that they want. Um, for, for people that want to do the pilots, what I call the pilot's manual, which are those four elements, it's, it's the four elements for your life purpose. It, and I call it the pilot's manual because literally it's it's the manual for your life to take flight. Um, so the, I I'm working on bringing together a a group of people that I will actually bring bring them through on, on a group basis, a group workshop, so that they we can actually work out and discover um an individual's life purpose from from that perspective. Um, for, for perhaps those people that don't have the budget to work with me on a one to one basis.
0: That's great. (laughs) That really does open it up to everybody. Wow, that's wonderful. Um, Are some people in their life purpose, um, but not, I can't think of the word, but not kind of doing it effectively?
1: There absolutely can be, because a few different things are going to come into play. One is that they will still be trying to recover or deal with um primarily what i come across is a lot of emotional triggers so different things that have happened in life this this is your space around you in terms of all the people that you work with that have gone through a trauma or gone through abuse in some shape or form yes um so a lot of people are trying to deal with that so therefore they they could still potentially be working on a purpose and um, but because they haven't resolved a lot of those issues um it, it, it can really, really hold them back. It's it, it's it's baggage. Um, it's where where I work with with, with people is, you know, how, how do we utilise that? Um, how do we turn around? How do we dissolve it? Mm. Um, so it's it's. Um, so to answer your question, yeah, you, you can have somebody that's is on their purpose or is on the right path. Um, nine times out of ten, the vast majority of people that I would come across, um, their their path needs to be altered, in some shape or form. And that can be, it can be small or it can be significant. Um, but it's, it's all the other stuff that holds people back. And like, whether it be confidence, whether it be fear, whether it be emotional triggers, it, there's a whole range. And that that's what I work with people on, both within the community and, and on the one-to-one.
0: Yes. Good point. That is so true. Yeah. I mean, in anything that we do in order to be successful, we have to be resolved in our, you know, with our own issues, um, and bag, letting go of our baggage and working through these things and the triggers and yeah i understand that i can see where where that would be um, where that would be an issue uh, and, and and that's not necessarily easy to let go of what do you, how do you help people let go of or or work through um, trauma from their past
1: I, I bring through a process it's a very specific process but i bring through this process whereby they they get to see all angles so um and when they get to see all angles they actually get to a point of grace in relation to what they've experienced in their life oh, wow. so i i've been so for example i, I you know i I've, I've had a lot of traumas in my life you know i remember this say people may not know on your, on your podcast but if they were to read any of my material they'll, they'll know i'm I'm very, very connected, or I do a lot of work in relation to suicide ideation, because I would have grown up with suicide ideation. I would have planned, attempted, you know, contemplated many, many times. Um, And part of it is down to to the traumas. Part of it is down to being an empath, um, and absolutely, really, being an empath, you're you're able to feel at a soul level what it's like for another individual. Um, So, what I, what I'm working with, when I'm working with somebody. I'm actually working through all of those elements. Um, so it's a part of just taking the learning from it. Part of seeing how it's actually going to serve you going forward, how you utilise it and, and maximise it, um, and how you literally dissolve it as well. Um, but you've you've got to you've got to see all sides of it.
0: That's that's really great. Um, you know, Paul, I find that, and, and this this has been without fail that. Every adult child of narcissistic abuse, in particular, because that's my area. I mean, I don't really know about other areas of abuse, but every child of every adult child of narcissistic abuse uh, that comes to me is has an is an empath, um, and it's because as a child, your the energy around you is so frenetic, and you really have to be tuned in in order to be able to survive, because you've got to be able to notice the change of energy before something even goes down. And so children become very attuned in these environments. And of course, what the things that we learn in childhood are the things we take with us into adulthood. So people that are trying to resolve major issues in their life often don't even know that they have the empathic sensitivity that's going along with it, that's making them not sure if these feelings are theirs or someone else's so um it does that does complicate things but i i can appreciate your background i i totally understand it and i think those of us who do this kind of healing work we're so passionate about it because we've come through war zones (laughs) of of different types right
1: yeah absolutely absolutely but what you'll find is and you may be familiar with this research where you know there's a thing called the ace score and the ACE stands for Adverse Childhood Experience. And the more adverse childhood experiences that you experience in your, your younger life, and most people will put, you know, formation years as between zero to, to seven. I go a little bit further. I go, I go pre-zero. So I, I go, you know, while, while you're in the womb, right up until age 12. And while you're experiencing more and more adverse childhood experiences, you're, it will manifest Typically, on average, what the scientific research says is that about 25 to 30 years later in your life is when it will start to manifest.
0: Really? And it starts to
1: manifest in the form of alcoholism, drug abuse, addiction to pornography, or some sort of substance abuse or some sort of addictive behavior. And that's all trying to deal with the traumas that, that the child has come through. Mm-hmm. But it's not until such time as you you actually dissolve the traumas and neutralize the traumas, can you start to remove those addictions? So wh- when I when I speak to people and say I am on a mission, I am absolutely on a mission. And that mission is to save lives, both literally and metaphorically, because there are some clients that come to me and, and they will have contemplated, if not planned or if not even attempted, and mm-hmm. um, check it out of this lifetime. Mm-hmm. And part of that is to do with the fact of A, they don't have a, they don't have sense of purpose or meaning in their life next they 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 don't have or the very low level of self-worth or self-belief about themselves because of what they've gone through Mm -hmm. and and second of all they're they're still carrying that baggage um for the vast majority of life that they haven't managed to be able to let go of it Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um so that's where our the work that we do randy is they're they're there's overlaps in, in what we do, but we're, you and I are absolutely on a mission to, 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 to help people.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And thank you for saying that, you know, it's, it's, it's great to hear that message and to have that message. Um, my listeners hear that message because, you know, I say it all the time. <clears throat> you don't have to hurt. You don't have to suffer. There are people out there who want to help you get through this. And yeah. You know, and it's not necessarily an easy process. You have to go through the pain to get to the healing. But, you know, if you're guided properly, that pain doesn't have to be so severe or so long. You know, the duration does not have to be so long if you have somebody guiding you through it. So, you know, that's the message. People don't hesitate to reach out to someone who can help you get rid of this it feels so good to have that baggage off of your shoulders it really does um uh, pause there a message you want to leave us with at the end like a final <laughs> closure kind of message
1: i actually think you, you just left a, a, the most amazing ending message to be honest with you, Randy, I, I i couldn't see say any better than than what you just said to be honest
0: okay all
1: right i think it's a beautiful message to, to leave with people
0: yeah thank you thank you Um, It, you know, it's been such a pleasure and I really didn't know, you know, normally I have a book or something um, for my guests that are going to be on and I will read it and I get very familiar with the person. Well, for you, I had your website and I had a couple of notes. So I really didn't know what, uh, you know, we would be talking about today. And I'm so happy that Mm -hmm. this was the topic and that you are, uh, you know, of this mindset and, uh, that we align, you know, that that you and I are so, so, so similar in the way that we do things and what our motivation is. So that always makes me really happy. And and it makes for a very good show. And it makes people really listen. So I want to thank you so much for being my guest today, Paul. It's it's been a pleasure, really.
1: Thank you so much for, for having me on, on your show, Randy.
0: Yes, you're welcome. Have a great day. Okay. You too. Take care. Okay. Bye bye.